This is episode 132 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And while we are in exile, we will be subject to the politics and laws of the land where we have been exiled to. Now, we have to be able to understand how we can navigate these laws and politics so it doesn't allow us to violate the Most High's mitzvot. So, the things that we're going to be talking about in this particular podcast are going to be germane to the United States, but it should apply to wherever Hebrews have been exiled to. So without any further ado, Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! Give me more power, give me more love, yeah. Give me more passion, me from As I go on, this book that I have, uh, Torah for Hebrews in exile, uh, kind of touches on it in the introduction about what has taken place among scripture where over 68,000 times in text the father's name has been eradicated so that you would never know it mm -hmm. so that in times like these when you need a deliverer and a savior you're calling on Jesus and I'm sorry to tell you all Jesus couldn't save himself so I want to know how in the world do you expect him to save a nation? Yeah, save and a don't, nation. And don't and don't don't take don't give me that line. He could have called ten thousand angels down. Well, if he could have, then why didn't he? That's true. Even oh, if, because yeah. because he he wanted to be a sacrifice for us. The Most High. The Most High says in His Word. There's first of all, there's a Torah principle that violates the issue of a sacrifice mm -hmm. of a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's and, a the most, of it. Yeah. and the Most High says it never entered his mind that the, that the sacrificing of a human being should ever be done for anything. Correct. And I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that whole narrative can be thrown out the window because it does not apply. Right. So right. now let's look at something here. Okay. We are on the precipice, and I'm praying that it doesn't happen, but if it does happen, it won't be by coincidence, it will be because of the it will be because of the will of the most high. Okay. But we're living in the narrative of a deranged individual who wants his seat back in the White House so that he can literally raise havoc on what we live in, in this exile that's called a democracy. Mm. Now, we have had over decades of time the ability to be free within our, within our religious beliefs to function. But this narrative that's on the table now uh, that's being pushed by the fundamental Christians is one that is critical to that liberty. Mm. And what the reason why it's critical to that liberty is because you have an individual that's sitting in the speaker's seat who is a fundamental Christian who is trying to legislate biblical things into 
into the into uh, into law that is going that is going to affect the liberty that we have as a as a people. Mm. And the thing about it is, if you crack the door, if you crack the door open a little bit, mm. then it's like blowing it all the way open. Because then it's just a matter of how much more they're going to take away and take away and take away until they start criminal criminalizing the freedoms that you and I have in our religious beliefs. Mm. So this direction that this individual is going in, the speaker... Yeah. Oh, it, he's, he's he's, and the fact. Not only that, but the fact is, the man is a fundamental Christian, and then he says to he says to us, everything that I do, he says, I lay my hand on this Bible. Well, I say, well, doggone it, that's that's false. I mean, it may be that's your idea, but you're not following any of the dictates that are in that book. That's correct. That's correct. You're legislating what you want to legislate out of that book, but you're not following that book. So he's acting like a like a true Christian. He's picking and choosing what he wants. Yeah, and, and see, my, my my whole my whole thing is this uh, with this whole with this whole idea of what we're dealing with here. Oh, this is where and this is where people are going, particularly people of color are going to disagree with me, and particularly religious people, and particularly Christians, and particularly people who don't think that voting matters. Mm. You can't, you can't cry, you can't cry wolf, and you can't cry foul if you have had the ability to do something about the devastation and the political climate that's happening, even though we know that the Most High is 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 the one who is uh, at the forefront of of. I mean, he says, "I'm. A, I will give you leaders after your own heart." Okay. And that's what they definitely but, got. But the issue is, the issue is for me. The question is, if I'm looking at this democracy that we live in, in this exile, we have two major parties. We have a Republican Party. We have a Democratic Party. Okay, now we have this issue of choosing. Mm -hmm. Both of them are bad. Absolutely. But it's like going, it's like going to the optometrist. <laughs> and she flashes before you a sign. She says, okay, which one is which one is good? Which one is better? Is this better or is this worse? Mm. So the issue becomes one that we can sit on the sideline and then finally you choose the one which is better. Mm -hmm. Even the one that's better is better than the one that was worse. It may not still be as clear as it needed to be, but it fits it fits the narrative that you can at least see with the one that's better, other than the one that's worse. I'm giving a, I'm giving you a a, a a a parallel analysis of where I'm of where I'm going. So the question is: Is the Democrat is the is is the Democratic Party good, better, or worse than a Republican? 
Well, you have to pay attention to the narrative that's coming out of both houses to determine that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's obvious. It's obvious to a sane, to a sane, responsible person that the Republican Party is worse. Mm. And if that party claims the White House for these next four years, I'm going to tell you all, personally, I don't want to hear a word out of anybody that's black that didn't vote. I don't want to hear it. I don't want, I don't want to hear, I don't want, oh, this, this is, oh, I, 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 no, I don't want to hear it. Oh, what well, they've taken away, I don't want to hear it. Mm. And the reason I don't want to hear it is because you have an opportunity to make a choice between that which is good or that which is worse or you don't do anything at all. So now I go to the optometrist and she says, well, which one is good? Which, is this one good or is this one, this one's better or is this one worse? Well, I said, well, I don't want to choose anyone. So now I come out of there, I come out of the office being totally still, still I can't see. Mm -hmm. Because I made a choice not to choose either. Mm -hmm. So now I can't complain about the fact I can't see when I had an opportunity to be able to see with something that was at least going to let me see better. Mm -hmm. So, so let me, let me, let me. Oh, oh, go ahead, finish your point. Um, um, you're there. So, so let me ask you this. So, like you said in the beginning of your opening statements, that this is. Or let me let me frame the question a different way. How should the Ibir, who's aware, feel about the statements that you made? Because it seems very poignant and very direct that you're making this point about individuals, Christians, you classified it, Christians, evangelicals, melanated people. Oh, oh, oh every, every legislated bill, every legislated bill that is germane to the social status of human beings mm -hmm. that is being drafted mm -hmm. is being drafted against the melanated man. Mm. And if you're not listening and if you're not paying attention, then you don't know that. Mm. So you can't cry foul when the people that are in control pass legislation, pass bills, put them in order for a deranged man to mm. sign off on that have you in their grips and in their sight. If you don't, if you don't know you have a bullseye on your back now, if, if things go awry and that party gets the White House, every black person in America and particularly in the in the South and the Midwest, I would say all over the United States, every black man is going to have a big bullseye on his back because the freedoms of the legislation is going to give these monsters the right to reinstitute the devastating actions that happened to our ancestors before any legislation was passed that curtailed it. Because if you look at what's happening, everything is rolling back 
to Jim Crow law. Now, because I'm gonna add, I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get you fired up here in a minute. Well, I mean, I'm I'm gonna get, get you fired up. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm you I'm, there? I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm gonna go back to text again. Mm-hmm. I can probably survive it and you can probably survive it but the text says they that call upon the name of Yahweh mm -hmm. will be delivered now when we read that text and we read the pretext of that text. The pretext of that text speaks about the idea of the devastation that is going to be in play in the end of days. Mm -hmm. That speaks to the to the things that Daniel writes about in Daniel 12. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of all of that, there are these many shakings and these many attacks that are going to be going on around the world. And I understand the, I understand the most high's purpose for doing it, mm. which has always been his purpose to doing it. He brings a shakening and he brings devastation upon his people to hopefully get their eyes open so that they will turn back to him. The problem being is they are so enamored in this, in this idolatry that the, the innocent mm -hmm. are going to be caught up in the devastation. Yeah. I mean, and my heart, <clears throat> my heart weeps for the innocent. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you all, I'm, you heard it first right here. Mm -hmm. When hell breaks loose, calling on Jesus is not going to bring you deliverance. And, and, it, not, ha and it hasn't. Not. Yeah. It is not. And history records, I am sure, just based on what I know mm -hmm. and how I was raised and, and where I've been, that everybody that gets in trouble, the first one they go, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is going to save me. Well, I mean, uh, no. No, not at all. No. There, there, there's proof of that. No. You lived through that whole entire era of that. Where what? That's why we have like uh, an honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam, where like we have talked before <laughs> off camera, you rarely hear, anytime Farrakhan gets on that microphone, you <clears throat> rarely hear him talk about anything germane to being a Muslim. It's all germane to uniting a people um, in order to overcome an oppression that we have. Anything that happened in the 60s ain't had nothing to do with Christ had everything to do with the people coming together in a united front, showing the powers that be that we're not gonna have it anymore. And at every turn, Jesus never showed up for any of that. Cause you had a plethora of individuals that either believed or, or didn't believe. And the thing still got accomplished. It, it, what I'm finding interesting about um, um, your dissertation is trying to convince young people 
of what you're saying because you have a you have a wisdom and a knowledge base that they don't we have individuals that are in here that are 25 30 years old that have never experienced what you what you're saying roll back to Jim not to say that you lived through Jim Crow no, but, but I'm saying you lived through the 60s you lived through yeah. dogs getting sicked on people you lived through all those types of things and matter of fact in California which was a hub in Oakland yep. where uh, the Black Panther Party movement was yep. and defending our people yep. so you don't you have a you're vested in not <laughs> seeing us roll back words into those that type of of, of oppression if you will of our people. And I think it's kind of difficult to, to convince young people that we live in a day and age now where it's comfortable. And then to roll into that, they don't know anything about that other than what they've read in a book or maybe seen in TV. Hey, Johan, can you, can you cut that heat? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <coughs> starting to cough because I'm overheated. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of these things where you know, I, I'm kind of curious to get your response for, for a statement like this. I'm a young, and I'm not talking about myself, because yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I know, I understand you. Um, I'm a young uh, Hebrew. Um, things are tranquil to benign to nominal right now as far as seems like race relations are in the United States. I'm not seeing, you know, it's, it's happening. You know, people are still dying, but it's not at the um, overt rate that it was before in the past. So there is some some tranquility that's there. But as an Ebir, I'm aware. I don't care about what happens to this country because I ain't supposed to be here in the first place. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, I get that. So, so what difference does it make that some clown wants to get up there and put his foot, hand, elbow, neck all on the on the Bible? and say and legislate whatever he wants to legislate it's th this is their country this is true it's not ours you're right but, and i would think that for most people if they and for the ebir they're motivated enough to say okay well the most high is put even in divarim chapter number 28 the most high enumerates all these atrocities that are going to happen that are way far worse oh absolutely than where we are at oh, absolutely. right now oh absolutely so for them, for, for, for them to, to acquiesce and, 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 and to that, I think it's, um, it's important that they do. I'm not talking against it. I'm just simply saying that there's a, um, there's a pervasive attitude to, to relent, to say, okay, well, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to participate. Nothing's ever going to change. It's always going to be the way that it's going to be. And, and, and to ultimately, that, I'm not supposed to be here anyway. And, and, and just and my, my my response to that is this, mm -hmm. okay? For every for every action, for every action, there's a cause and an effect. Me personally, mm -hmm. I can't sit back and take that attitude because I'm going to get back to my analogy. Okay. And the analogy is, is this better? Or is this, or is this worse? worse? Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. Am I going to reject both and be blind 
And in my blindness, I have no one to help me navigate what has just happened. Mm -hmm. When I had an opportunity to choose better over worse, even though better is it's better than the worst. Right. And 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 change while change in terms of <clears throat> how people feel about black and brown people is not going to change mm -hmm. yet and still better legislates better in my in 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 in, in it legislates better on my on my behalf that at least <coughs> slows down or or negates the mayhem that we're going to see because when the mayhem happens it's going to happen for a four year period and we may be back in the same position we've been in since the 2020 mm. election mm. with this with this raging maniac having to be blown out of the capitol with him with all with all his cohorts with him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order <coughs> to bring about some 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 aspect of civility and the issue is for me it's a matter of civility yeah and i i agree with you and i i, I because think, the yeah. thing about it is your children, I mean, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I'm hot. Uh, I listened to the narrative on, hey, Lamont, right, I see you there. Isaiah 45 and 5, <laughs> you can go back, my friend, to Isaiah 44 and uh, you can go back to 43, and the Most High will say, to whom do you compare me, and who is like me? And there is none beside me. I am your, I am your, <coughs> your savior, I'm your redeemer, I'm your rock. <coughs> I understand text. Can y'all grab a water? I understand text that speaks to the nature of who the Most High is. As a matter of fact, um, beginning uh, the first Sabbath in um, December, I will be once again um, jumping back into the book of Isaiah uh, chapter 44 and 45, and we'll be teaching there that on the Sabbath. So I got you, young man. I see you there. Thank you so much. <coughs> now, Well, hold, 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 hold your thought. Hold your thought. Let me give you give you some rest. <laughs> well, we got we got dead air. We can't have dead air. <laughs> no, no, no. So the the no. I'm yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Let me have that. We we can't we can't we can't have dead dead air is not good. So the issue that um thank you by the way, um so I guess I'm with you on this particular point. 
and I think it's I think it's important for individuals to be able to go ahead and exercise their ability to vote because we never want to get to the point, even though we do realize, I guess this is what makes it right for me in my mind, based on what you're saying, if I'm putting all the pieces together. It's it's our ability to interact with the litigious system in this country is important. It's salient. Why? Because at the end of the day, for me, I don't ever want to get to a point in this country where I can't worship on a Shabbat. Exactly. I don't want to ever get to the point. So it, 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 it's not a matter of, okay, in my mind, well, I'm not participating because of the fact that I know that this, uh, these laws are complete dog trash. Oh, yeah. Or uh, how this government is ran is complete dog water or dumpster fire. I, I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about not getting to the point where my rights and alienable rights as a Hebrew individual are being taken away from me because of the fact that there's a Christian group that's in play that wants to enforce, impose their will on everybody else. Yes. So therefore, being involved in the government and, and seeing which way they're going and saying, hey, I had a voice in actually trying to change this particular legislation doesn't mean that it, you know, it's it's always going to be my way. But we also have to understand at the same time that the Most High will use a government like oh, the United yeah, States oh, yeah. to to apply pressure. He's always done that to, to people. <laughs> He's always done that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 something that's been germane through the, the through the prophets, <coughs> through um, through the writings. Those governments will come and play to exercise a uh, a way of oppression on people to get them to come back. Absolutely. Here's the thing that you should be afraid of. Mm -hmm. The thing that, that you should be afraid of is the fact that the things being legislated while you as an adult may not feel the pressure of it, mm -hmm. but your children are sitting out there in the wings being picked off by legislative things that they can't have, they don't have any control over, and you as an adult are sitting in the wings and letting it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Then, and then when it's happening, you want to cry about it. Well, you cry at you cry at the ballot box. That's where you make your noise. Mm-hmm. You get uh, your voice heard, yeah. I agree. I would hate. I would hate to have one of my daughters as a young father and a young daughter to have my young daughter raped mm. and she has no rights because legislation has gone in to not afford her the ability to cleanse herself of the filth that has been put into her by some deranged individual. Sure, sure, sure. Because I'm sitting on the side, letting it happen, and then your little side groups were having a discussion about it. But when you have an opportunity to vote about it, you don't do nothing. So my point is this: if you don't, if you don't take advantage of the opportunities to make a decision of what's what's worse, what's better, and you walk away blind then you don't have the right to complain. Right. I mean, it's quite, well. You don't have the, listen, you don't have the right to complain. And if, and the thing about it is, 
We never, we never, we're, we're, we're like the white people. Okay. Well, as long as it hasn't happened in my house yet, I really don't, I'm not concerned about it. Yeah, I'm kind of blind to but the But the minute world, it yeah. happens in your house, uh -huh. then now you want to rise up and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, these white, <coughs> these white politicians don't, don't care, they don't care about legislating against the things that are killing the society because predominantly it's not happening to their families, it's not happening in their house. The minute it does... Then it becomes an issue. Then it becomes an issue. Now we're right. going to write legislation for it. Right. But as long as it happens to the poor, the poor black folks and the poor, the poor white folks, the poor white trash guys, it's, it's, it's affecting them, not us. Well, then it doesn't bother us. It's just like, it's like gun, gun legislation. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do anything about gun legislation until one of them legislators gets shot. Yeah, until, you know, which probably would have would have sparked some type of discussion if they would have succeeded in actually breaking in on January 6th and probably executing some people with those same gun laws upon which they're trying to protect. That militia breaking in and saying, oh, okay, now these politicians are coming in here getting shot and everything. Now we got to do something about this. Now, this, this, this now, can't be. You all are probably saying, what has this got to do with, with, with scripture? Oh, I'm a, oh, oh, oh. a lot. <laughs> what what has all of this conversation got to do with scripture? Lead us in the right direction. Come on, because I'm saving my thunder. No, you always because I got something I want to draw in with this Hamas thing. Well, I, I want you to go there, and okay. I want you, and I want you to get there. But you know, because it's on. a totally different perspective <laughs> on how I how I looked at this thing that's going on with this Hamas bit. So let me just jump into what I, what I was talking to you about on Shabbat. Well, hold on your point then. Go ahead. Hold your go, point. go ahead. <coughs> Devarim chapter number 28 once again verses 15 through 69 mm -hmm. speak volumes to the climate that I have just I have just spoken to you about mm -hmm. when you are an enslaved people you do not have any rights mm-hmm And our people, one, don't know, don't want to know that they are the Father's people. True. They don't know and they don't want to know. <clears throat> I'm, going to, I'm going to give you all something to look at, okay? And then we're going to transition. I want you to go to YouTube and I want you to look up the 115th convocation of the Church of God in Christ. I want you to pull that YouTube up and I want you to look at that video and I want you to tell, I want you to ask yourself, what are you looking at? <coughs> And 
when you look at that and you see what you're looking at, you'll understand why the Most High is angry <laughs> and why he's going to bring devastation upon his people, just like you read about in the prophets, and why he's so angry, and why he's doing what he's doing. And when you look at that, you'll realize how far our people are from truth. Mm. To the point, to I'm the not. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Just go to YouTube, look up the 115th convocation of the Church of God in Christ. This year, I think it was, in Memphis, and tell me, tell me what you see. Tell yourself what you see, and then ask yourself a question: How does that resonate? with the truth that's in the set-apart scriptures and how that resonates with the Most High L. That's not a good report. <laughs> it doesn't sound like this is going to be good at all, but it sounds like it's going to be entertaining <laughs> at the very least to sit there and say, okay, look at these folks. Look, this is why the Most and High. The only difference between the two is the color of their skin. Mm. Wow. That's the only difference. That egregious, huh? Oh, yeah. Woo. I'm going to take a look at that. Now, <clears throat> we're going to take a transition from where, where we are into another uh, political bag that's <laughs> confronting us. And that is the issue that's going on between the Palestinians and the Oxenazis and this place that has the name Gaza. Mm -hmm. First off, let me say this. What's going on in Israel that is occupied by the Oxenazi Jews has absolutely nothing at all to do with Hebrew Israel who are the true sons and daughters of the Most High. Couldn't agree with you more. For which many of the Oxenazi rabbis have proclaimed that the African-American and the melanated man in the nations that come out of the continent of Africa are the true Hebrew Israelites. They have said that. I could pull it up on my phone mm -hmm. and let, let you listen to one teacher that is teaching that and has said that and he's not the only one. Mm -hmm. So that has nothing to do with us. Right. Now, um, the uh, leader 
of the purple and gold people or the bishop was asked is what's happening with Gaza prophecy oh I think I know where you're getting ready to go with this one I think I saw this was this a YouTube video yeah where he's sitting down and he went to revelations and all that no nah, he can go to revelations oh okay the one I saw he, he went, went there he went to aim he went to to Amos Amos chapter one okay Now, first of all, the narrative in Amos is all about, <coughs> goodness gracious, nations that the Most High has found to be egregious. Not to the Oxenazi Israel. Mm-hmm but the Hebrew Israel, mm -hmm. and Jerusalem. That's what Amos is prophesying about. Right. Okay. So, you can't use the Palestinians and Gaza being destroyed even though that's what Amos says is going to happen mm -hmm. and you can't apply the text out of context and out of and out of a, out of a people because the whole issue was Gaza and the Palestinians have not been egregious in modern times to Hebrew Israel. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah, if you put it in its proper context, they ain't touched us. They haven't been egregious to Hebrew Israel. Mm-mm. Come on, you get ready been, to go down the road. I'm getting ready to go down. It's been the other way around. That's right. Go. Prior to this particular situation in, 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 in previous podcasts, I asked you the question. I said, why does the United States care so much about this whole entire issue? Why are, why are we there? And obviously we have a vet, we send money over there. There's a vested interest that's over there. But the most high, as I was, as I was meandering through this, and I'm not a very political person when it comes to uh, the things that are, are happening um, on the news with this particular issue. But I came to an understanding um, about this. I want to get your take on it, okay? I'm looking at this particular situation like, okay, let me frame it this way. When it comes time for us to get back into the land, we are getting a glimpse as Hebrew Israel what it's going to be like for those who come against the Ashkenazis or anybody that's occupying that land. Now, I want you to remove Hamas out of this, and I want you to put us in it. Consider this right now. Consider if you and I were here, and there was a grassroots movement that happened tomorrow, and we decided, okay, the Most High, not we decided, but the Most High, we got on one accord with the Most High, and the Most High said, go back and take the land. Now you're ready to go back. 
What we're seeing right now is a glimpse of how the world frames anything that comes against the Ashkenazi agenda that's over there. Because Christians are over there too. Muslims are over there too. What it's going to be like for our people when it happens, you're getting a front row seat that says, look at all the, look at the propaganda that they're framing on CNN and Fox News and all over the world about how these people from these Palestinians and Hamas are just these evil terrorist folk. Anybody that's claiming any stake to that land other than the people that were there in the 1948 Belfort Accords that were awarded to them. Now, let's frame this in, in, so people can understand this. When we talk about our land, we're talking about a, ma a land mass that's way bigger than what is the state of Israel is. Oh, absolutely. Right now. Oh, absolutely. What you're witnessing on TV and what you have drawn on borders is the state of Israel. Okay? It is not Hebrew Israel. If you were to go and text and you were to look at the land mass that was promised to Father Abraham, our, our ancestor, it goes from the northeast corner of Africa all the way up to Turkey, all the way through Disney Israel, all the way over to the, uh, into the Middle East, Jordan, Iran, whatever the reasons are that, that the state of Israel is in opposition to Hamas right now, and from what I heard, it all has to stem from this issue of um, Israel having peace talks with the Saudis, Saudi Arabia, and Hamas, which is backed by the Iranians, do not want to see that happen. So Iran is getting involved with this Hamas deal. Now I'm getting this from, from the news, I don't have boots on the ground or being firsthand of what's happening behind the scene. But the only thing that, I was, that resonated with me was the fact that if we decided to take the land back right now, and instead of Hamas, and that was a bunch of black folk trying to do that, this is how we would be demonized. This is how we would be pictured or framed. So for our people, you need to understand the opposition that's gonna come against us when we decide to go back. If you think it's bad now, and I'm glad that you did what you did as a segue as we're moving into this particular issue, not that this was planned, but I'm saying if we can't handle it here, then what's gonna happen when you decide or the Most High says, take the land back? Well, here's the problem. That's a global okay, issue. Okay, I, 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 know, I, I, know, I, know you've, I know you've thought this all the way through. I know you thought this all the way through. Mm -hmm. Because in the redemptive period, when the Most High declares Israel's redemption, mm -hmm. we have to go back to Isaiah chapter number uh, 40, and we read down 40, 41, 42, and he declares who Hebrew Israel is. Mm -hmm. And he declares to us that I called you by name and I named you. And I need you to not be afraid. That's true. You got mitzvot on that. Deuteronomy yes. chapter 20. So when, well, matter of fact, let's, let's do something here. And, as, and as, you're, as you're getting it, as you're turning, I'm going to make another point real quick as well. I don't, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. As, as well on this particular issue. And the tomes of the history of 
of the world and, and in the tomes of the history of what's been written in text, I only know of one landmass. You, you, know, you know what we need to do? What's that? You know what we need to do? What's that? We need to end this podcast. <laughs> and start for another one? And start this conversation all over again. Really? Yes. We, we can do that. We can do, we can do podcast yeah, number yes. two and get knocked two of them out. Yes. So when we say that point. Yeah. Okay. Say that point. Okay. You got listen, it. Listen, those of you that are online and uh, our engineers in the back, we're, we're, going, we're, going, to, we're going to end this, this podcast here and we're going to take up this subject that we're on now uh, mm. in a separate podcast right, ne- right after we close this one out. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. All right. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. And Sean, Sean Apple- Appleton. <laughs> and this, and has, this been has been Hebrews in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.